you know this is about based on the title, but this podcast has always been about creating a space for understanding, to hear different people's experience, different people's life and relationships. So I hope that you guys go into this with an open mind and a willingness to understand and learn. You don't have to necessarily agree with everything that's said here, but you can at very least listen. And I think it's better when we're all able to respect each other. So anyways, enjoy the episode. This podcast is produced by Visionary Studios. I'm Sagar Jawani. And welcome back to Let's Unpack That. So today we are joined by Adam Joshua. Adam, welcome to Let's Unpack That. How are you? I'm excellent. How are you? Doing so good. Thank you for coming here from Canada. Um, our, <laughs> our first international guest. Tell us a little bit about you. Who is Adam? My name is Adam Joshua. Um, I live in Vancouver, BC. Um, you can probably catch me on the weekends hiking or skiing. I'm also a civil engineer by trade. I went to University of British Columbia for civil engineering. Um, and I'm in a throuple, which is why I'm here today. <laughs> but yes, you are in a throuple addressing the elephant in the room. But before we get to that, I want to talk a little bit about you and who you are yeah. beyond just your relationship. Sure. So you grew up outside of Vancouver, correct? Yeah, so I grew up in a suburb about like an hour and a half drive from downtown Vancouver. It's kind of right on the border in between Surrey and Langley. Okay. For anyone who's actually from Vancouver, they'll know what I'm talking about. What was your experience like growing up there? When did you start coming into yourself as a gay individual? Well, growing up, like my family was very accepting. So when I was a younger kid, I was just kind of going with my heart, just doing whatever I wanted to do. Um, like I was very creative. I liked like drawing and singing, all this kind of stuff. I was obsessed with Avril Lavigne. That was like, <laughs> okay. my God, I knew how to play like all her songs, like on my guitar. And I was sing along to it. But as I like came into society a bit more, I definitely like reverted back and tried to like dial down my more feminine characteristics and things that would kind of out me as somebody who might be gay. Um, so what that looked like for me in high school is I was a very like hood kid. Like <laughs> you'll see me wearing kind of preppy clothes now, like Lululemon, like a nice tight t-shirt. Mm -hmm. If you saw me in high school, I'd probably be wearing like a huge oversized shirt that said like Wu-Tang Clan forever. That was very much <laughs> me in high I school. Were you this yeah. guy too? Yeah. Okay. You try to like overcompensate almost, right? Yeah. With your clothes. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like hid my gayness like in these baggy clothes, like the baggy clothes like hid like the way I walked and I kind of learned to talk a certain way because I was very much not wanting to come out and not wanting anyone to know it at the time. Even though it's Vancouver, it's very like gay accepting. I didn't know any gay people. I didn't see any gay people around me in my high school or anything. So I was very concerned with like acting masks. So I definitely like dialed back that whole creative side, um, just kind of tried to like fit in as best I could. Um, it was still a fun time in my life. Like I actually made rap beats at the time. So okay. I was a rap producer. I had like a little YouTube channel going on at the time. It's my first little social media moment, I guess. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for it. So I was in high school. Okay. Yeah. So did you come out in high school or was that not until college? I actually did come out in high school. Okay. So even though I was going through all this, when I was 15, I actually came out of the closet. Okay. My mom is very accepting of gay people. She's a huge gay stan. She was an advocate <laughs> for gay people in her day. Um, I don't know if you've seen through my TikToks. So I've talked about this on TikTok a little bit. My mom actually had... Um, um, her best friend, who was a gay man in the 90s, he actually battled AIDS, and she actually had him as her maid of honor at her wedding. Okay. So she's very familiar with the gay community. Yeah. And she always spoke very highly of gay people, so I always knew I could come out. So I kind of just blurted out to her at some point. I was bottling it all up, and she kind of knew that there was something going on. So she was just kind of hinting, like, if there's anything you need to talk about, like, you can tell me about anything. And I kind of just blurted it out one day in the car and I was like, oh fuck, well I'm out now. <laughs> and then honestly, like once I opened the lid of the can, 
it just burst out. And like within a month, I was telling everybody that I was gay at school. It was like this very celebratory period where I was just out of the closet. But I wouldn't say I started like being myself at that point. Like I was out of the closet, people knew I liked men, but I was very much still like holding in like who I was as a person. And that journey went on for like, I mean, to this day even, I'm still trying to figure out or unpack the parts of myself that really are me and things that I was just using as like a facade. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, totally. So when you came out in high school, would you say that you started to date people or were you more so just focused on your own personal growth and development? Oh, I started dating people the moment I came out. <laughs> <laughs> That's I mean, part of the reason I think why I blurted out is because I had all this like energy that like I wanted to date people. <laughs> I saw my friends doing it and having all these crushes and stuff like that. And I dated girls, I did that and I didn't feel it. And I was like, I wanted do this. Yeah. I want to date men. Yeah. So yeah, right away I, I started having some relationships, you know, typical gay story, like meeting people on the internet, of course. There wasn't any other gay kids around me in my real life. It was all online relationships until I like got into the gay community. Like after, I mean, I dated a guy for two years that I kind of started right after high school and we kind of got into the gay community together. Okay. And then after that relationship ended, I was in the gay community. So I did date people kind of like through friends of friends and that. But a lot of online. So as you were then, you know, going into college, you had this boyfriend. When that ended, would you say that you just were more like relationship focused or were you engaging hookup culture? Like, how did you navigate the sexualized nature of the gay community as you were entering into it? I indulged, for sure. Indulged. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, so I got into this relationship pretty young. I was in a relationship for a few years and then like first year uni came, me and my boyfriend kind of our past diverged a little bit. So that relationship ended. And then I was part of the gay community and I was single. Um, so yeah, I mean, I saw lots of different guys. I had some different flings. I definitely wasn't trying to jump like right into a relationship at that time. So I was like, you know, I need to like do my own thing for a bit. Like I was in a relationship for two years and it was, you know, it was just fun. It was just fun being single and being out and about in the community as a single person is very different than a person in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Okay. But honestly, after a year, I was kind of just missing like, you know, being domestic, having someone to come home and cuddle with and all that. Mm -hmm. So I definitely shifted focus a bit more, leaning towards wanting to find a relationship again. So yeah, in first year university, I met my partner, who's still my partner, Jika. Uh, he was also an engineering student, so we immediately clicked. We actually talked a little bit online. We exchanged like a couple messages, but it didn't go anywhere. And then he saw me walking one day in like the main <laughs> university mall, and I like stop and I take a selfie. And he like noticed this moment and he was like, I know that guy. Like, I talked to that guy online. So then he messaged me later. He's like, hey, were you taking a selfie on Main Mall today? I was like, yeah, I was. And he's like, oh, okay. Do you want to go for coffee? It's like, yeah. That was the moment. He saw yeah. you in person and he was like, he was like oh, charmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so cute. That's so cute. So you yeah. guys have been together how long now? Uh, six years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Six years, February 8th will be seven years. That's a long time. Yeah. That's 35 years in, in gay. gay. Yeah. 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 I really respect my partner, Jika. He's like, he's in engineering. He's very charismatic. He's like a professional dancer. Like he's just such a great guy in so many ways. So like right from the get-go, I was like, this is somebody that I really want to be with. And I took the relationship very seriously. Mm -hmm. um, Would you say that was like your first time where you kind of had the mentality? Like, definitely, definitely. Okay. Yeah. In my relationship before that, it was a little bit more like, okay, we're both gay and we found each other. Because <laughs> at that age, that was like yeah. amazing. That mm -hmm. was really valuable at that time. But yeah, the, our paths weren't aligned. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But with Jika, I was like, okay, here's a guy who's doing the exact same thing as me, engineering. You know, we have similar interests. Our friend groups just merge really nicely right away. So yeah, it was just easy. So I, that was the biggest difference for me. It's just that I just valued the relationship so much. I love how that it was easy. I've, I've, <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> I know what you're about to say. <laughs> like how, how do you, what do you think made it easy? Like, what do you think for you has been like a key component 
to having a successful relationship. Well, I think the key component in that one is just having a really similar sense of humor. Like there's never a day that we don't just make each other laugh the entire day. Like we're both so silly together. And I think that's kind of like the foundation of our relationship is like humor. We always just keep everything really light. But then we're both also assertive enough. So like when there's something that we're not sure about or something that doesn't make us feel good, we'll tell each other right away. And some people through our relationship saw us as being a little bit like harsh on each other, kind of like pouncing on each other, like not always um, being like super kind and just kind of like telling each other how it is a little bit. But that's just kind of our way of like working through things and just being like really brutally honest. And that just honestly worked really well for us. Because we never let anything like sit and fester and like feelings like build up and bubble up underneath. We kind of just address it right in the moment and move on. Well guys, I mean, you heard it here. Like <laughs> six years in your twenties, like that's obviously a formula for success. But you mentioned like having a lot of kind of outdoorsy interests and whatnot. Is yeah. that something that you guys also do a lot together? Yeah, we kind of developed it together, actually. Okay. So, like, I wasn't hiking all the time or skiing, like, when I was a kid. I was making rapids. SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very different. So, you kind of had that whole, like, SoundCloud thing going on. Would you say that that was, like, the beginning of your creative outlet? Because I can't imagine engineering is too creative. Engineering, you don't develop your creative side at all. And I definitely felt like that side of me was kind of not being developed, like, through my years in engineering school. I always kind of had a knack for more creative stuff. Like, I liked music a lot growing up, which kind of manifested in making rap beats and that. And honestly, yeah, like, kind of getting back to the TikTok thing is when I started, like, diving into my creative side a little bit more. So it started off with just doing like hiking vlogs. We would just go for a hike and I'd just take some casual video of it. So yeah, that's when I kind of got back into that. So you're making these TikToks and you hadn't been in the thruple yet. And before we talk about how you've shown your, your thruple online, let's talk about how the thruple started. You have been in a relationship with Ajika for five years. How about that, yeah. Five years with anybody. <laughs> you're going to be close, right? You're going to be really like a, a, a partner. Like it's, 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 a, it's, it's a partner at that point. Like it's like you're your best friend, like you're spending so much time with them. Was it intended to go into an open relationship? How did it go from being closed to, oh, let's add a third? So it was all organic. Okay. No, nothing was planned. I follow a lot of different thruples online now. And I know for some of them it is planned. They might go on a website or something. There's websites that offer places that you can bring in a third. This was not planned at all. If you had told me this actually was going to happen a year ago, I just simply wouldn't have believed you. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not me, someone else. <laughs> How does it even start to have that organic transition? First, I'll talk about how we got to an open relationship. Yeah. Because that was like one big step. And the throuple was something that happened after. Yeah. But with the open relationship, I mean, we had been in a relationship for like five years. In the beginning, it was, it was like closed, monogamous. We don't even like address or like talk about other guys being hot. Like we don't like comment, oh, that guy's hot. None mm -hmm. of that. It was just mm -hmm. all focused on each other. And over the years, as we like got really comfortable in the relationship, comfortable with each other, trusting each other, like maybe three years in, something like that, we definitely started to like, notice other guys together more. Neither of us ever asked to be in an open relationship. There was no conversation that really happened. What happened was we had a friend who we had both talked about that he's good looking. And one night we were all out and we ended up kind of dancing with this guy and the dancing got closer and closer and closer <laughs> until somebody kissed someone and then we were all kissing. Yeah. <laughs> and this was new. Mm, we'd yeah. never done this. We never kissed other people at all. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we spent that night kind of being really close to the sky. And then the next day we were like, whoa, okay, so what was that? Is that like a new thing for us? Like, what do we think of that? And we were both like, well, that was awesome. Let's do that again. Mm -hmm. I think we both felt like comfortable with it. And after being in a relationship for so long and seeing like all our friends talk about their like fun stories and that, we definitely yeah. kind of felt like we were maybe missing out on that, like that part of your twenties mm -hmm. a little bit. So we definitely both had a bit of an interest in like, 
you know, just having that fun, having those crazy stories. So we were kind of just relishing in that and we trusted each other. So we decided to test it out. So there was some curiosity, but it was like an organic moment. You weren't yeah. at that club being like, mm, like, <laughs> like, right? Like, how, no. help me understand. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There wasn't a conversation. I know with a lot of couples that go open, it'd be somebody kind of has a desire to go open. So they mm -hmm. talk about it and they decide to go open. This was, it just happened. And then we were both just like, are we okay with this? Like, yeah, let's keep doing it. So from there, are you like continuing to have those moments where you're out at a club and it just naturally occurs? Or is it more with intention moving forward? So at first it was very similar to like what happened that night. Um, we might be out and see someone and decide to have some fun. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it developed more over time to being more intentional. Okay. So like you would go out and be like, hey, look, we're gonna like find someone. Well, I mean, once you open that door, then yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, when we were going out, we'd be like, yeah, let's do this thing. Do you feel like it was a very healthy kind of transition that you had? Mm -hmm. Like everyone yeah. was on board. No one, there wasn't like one person that was like pushing and the other one was just, cause that's something we hear, I at least, I've heard a lot of like, you know, relationships my friends are in where it's like maybe one person's really pushing for like, let's open this up. I want something. I want something more exciting. Yeah. And then but it doesn't over, seem yeah. like that. It was the case with you guys. No. And I've seen that so many times. Uh, I'm sure you so more than many I. of my gay friends yeah. have gone down the open relationship path. And it's usually one person really wants it and the person's not sure. And I think that's what was really nice about it for us. And like the reason why there wasn't any hard feelings and it was all just like fun and celebratory is because it just, it just wasn't that. It was just, we were mm -hmm. very much on the same page. We're like, we've been in this long-term relationship. We want to be in this long-term relationship for the foreseeable future, but we also are in our mid-20s and kind of want to have that experiment moment again. Mm -hmm. So why not just do that together? Yeah, no, that's fair. How does that progress further to then become a thruple? So we eventually met my now partner, Derek, mm -hmm. and we met through friends and we immediately hit it off. Derek had like so many of the same interests as us. So we were like immediately going hiking every weekend. And right from the beginning, there was like kind of jokes about a thruple, but it was like very much jokes. Start calling yourself like thrups and like talking about, oh, this is our first day this is our second day this is our third day but like none of us were like actually taking that seriously at all it just had a bit of a flavor of something maybe a little bit more emotional maybe just because of all our aligned interests in that and just the amount of time we were spending together but yeah as the summer went on we kept spending more time together and then when it got into fall instead of like hanging out less because there was us hiking we just started like bringing each other into our different friend groups and just merging our lives more and more. And then we started binge watching the Jeffrey Dahmer show and that's when things were like, okay, this is definitely something more. Like once you start binge watching a TV show with someone, the, the relationship's like show. going somewhere. <laughs> all shows. It's not here. It's not here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, <laughs> it was that here? here? Yes. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Um, okay. I, know. I, literally I literally can't watch the show. I watched it. I started watching it. It was like this he happened. Like, down the street, right? Yeah, I yeah. still, I still, yeah, he used to, like, it literally happened like here, yeah. a, oh a God, mile away from where I live. I had to skip the first few episodes because it was like just gory and like it kind of hit close to home because like yeah. these are gay people. And if you listen to the Jeffrey Dahmer tapes where it's like the recordings from his actual interviews, that was a little bit more tolerable for me because right. it felt like it wasn't like acting it out. Mm. But like he literally is like saying where he picks people up and he's like naming clubs in Milwaukee that are still wow. open. It's just like very uncomfortable. Wasn't it Lakage? Yeah. yeah. Um, That's really close to home. Yeah. Like, so I, I, physically, I it's like yeah. Yeah. physically, not, not just the gay community, but your gay community. Yeah. Exactly. Whoa. Um, and I want to be respectful. You don't want to get too into details and I completely mm. understand it, but I think it's important that we do share some details where needed just to help people understand yeah. like kind of how it, it came to be. So you start getting closer with Derek. Did that relationship or friendship, whatever that may have been, did that start in a romantic sense? Yeah. Okay. So you guys were just hanging out and just was a clicked 
Yeah, it definitely started in a romantic sense. Like we okay. were introduced over Pride by a mutual friend mm -hmm. and right away it did start in a romantic way. Okay. And then we just had all these mutual interests as friends. So we were kind of like, oh, this is this awesome guy that we kind of had this romantic connection with but we can also do all this cool stuff with. So mm -hmm. then it just festered in like spending a lot of time together throughout okay. the summer. That's more in a like platonic manner or? Yeah, yeah it was yeah. platonic first. It was, it was a friends with benefits. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. But you're not like, oh, we're gonna like, this is like a, a plus one. This is, this is still you guys just kind of like, you're a couple, you're hanging out with this guy. Exactly. But you're not, I think the kind of distinction here is that you guys are open at this point, but yeah. it's not into that kind of like that realm of poly, if that makes sense. Exactly. I think that's where I want to understand where the transition kind of happened. Yeah, it hadn't happened yet. We were very much a couple hanging out with our friend that we are also sleeping with. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Before Derek, was there similar situations of this where it kind of got into that middle ground or no? No, it was, it was just people that we saw once or twice. And okay. Yeah. They're okay. all watching this now. Like, you just broke some hearts. I can't believe that. What makes it start to get serious? You kind of like alluded that you're spending more time with them, but was it more than that? That just kind of made you realize like, wow, this could be something more. Yeah, I think we just realized that all our values aligned and kind of what we wanted in life. You know, hobbies and that were all similar, but then also just in a bigger picture of like what we want in a greater scheme, like he wants to get married, have kids, just the style of life that he wanted seemed very aligned with ours. And yeah, we just started spending more and more time together. And obviously like we're indoors, spending like four or five days a week together. We started to all definitely catch feelings. And yeah, the feelings just came. And then we sort of started like sneaking in the word love now and then. Like I'm loving spending time with you guys. I'm loving doing this or that with you guys. And then eventually we just admitted that we loved each other. Who broke the wall, if that makes sense? Me. It was you? Yeah. I knew, I had a feeling it was going <laughs> When you broke that wall, was it almost like you were kind of addressing the elephant in the room? Like, did you feel like everyone was kind of on that same page, but no one wanted to say it? Oh, everyone was definitely on the same page. So at this point in the relationship also, I'm still checking in with Jika, my partner I've been with for a long time. Like, what do you think of this? Like, are you okay with this? Like, how are you feeling? And we both told each other that we were in love with him. Like, we knew that we were in love with Derek. Nice. Okay. And I had a pretty good feeling that Derek was in love with us too. Mm -hmm. he, you know, you can get a sense for these things. And he's also sneaking in the word, like, I'm loving spending time with you guys, like, over and over and over again. It was, it was kind of like just Lots inching closer and closer, like, testing the waters until, like, yeah, there was this one night, there was, like, an explosion where, like, I said, I love you. And then they said, I love you back. And, yeah, from that point, I was like, okay, this is obviously something more emotional. Mm -hmm. We still hadn't, like, established what we were at that point, but we knew it was something more. Okay, and this happens how far into, like, you guys hanging out with Derek? This happened in November. Okay. When did you start? Um, in August. Them? In August, so it was about yeah. three months. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. In November, then you had that affirmation, and I would assume that with that, over time, discussions start to be had on okay, like we're a throuple. Is there a conversation that was had to put that label on it, and how did that go? So, we admitted that we loved each other, and there's a few weeks we were kind of like in limbo. There wasn't really a conversation that had been had because I think all of us were like kind of scared, like kind mm -hmm. of freaked out because. Mm -hmm. None of us were poly before this or had mm -hmm. any intentions of being poly, never really thought about it or actually considered it seriously. So the idea of a throuple was scary. Mm -hmm. And I think over those few weeks, we were all kind of like wrapping our heads around it. I was definitely having conversations with Jika about like where he was at with it. And our consensus was basically, let's see where this goes and kind of figure mm -hmm. it out along the way. So then it got to, there was one day that I actually made an Instagram post that was kind of about me and Jika. Just, I don't know, some couple appreciation style post. And Derek was upset. I could tell oh. he was upset. 
So I asked him, I was like, what's going on? Like, can you tell me how you're feeling right now? And he was just really honest. He's like, I feel like I'm in love with you guys. And that post felt kind of exclusionary. And I was like, okay, but like, I mean, right now we're a couple and like, we're not dating. So like, it's not really exclusionary. Mm -hmm. And like through this conversation, we basically established that our feelings were strong enough that going forward, we would like to be a throuple, the three of us. And at this point we hadn't figured out like all the ground rules, like how that's going to work, how we're going to tell everyone. We just knew that this needs to be a throuple because we're all in love and everyone needs to be included in the same way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was the conversation. It went from isosceles to like an equilateral triangle. <laughs> I don't know why. That's like kind of like what I just in my head. I was just like, it's like this. And then it became like this. Oh, yeah. That's cute. I like yeah. that. It is cute. You can feel free to take it. I'm I, didn't, I didn't trademark it. <laughs> I can imagine putting a label on it can be one scary, but also exciting at the same time yeah. to finally feel like something's happening. And obviously people in the world know what throuples are. Everyone's heard of it. But how do you figure out how to do a throuple and what your boundaries are? Well, the thing is with this type of relationship is there's no playbook. Like there's no throuple fairy tales. Like for couples, like, you know, there's endless examples. We've all been watching like, romantic movies our entire life that like spells out like the do's and don'ts or like looking at our parents' relationships. So just endless examples of, like what to do and not to do. But we had to figure it all out. So there was like a lot of talking in the beginning, figuring out like how what the ground rules are for us. And like I alluded to before, one of the main ground rules that we established early on is that we would be three equal people. I know some throuples are different. There might be like a, a main couple and then like somebody else who's kind of the third. We don't, we don't use the word third. We're very much like three equal people who are in love. But obviously there's all kinds of weird nuances that come with that because two of us have been in a relationship for six years and then one person has been there for a few months. So we had to kind of learn ways to respect the different relationships, but still have an equal playing field. Pretend there's someone watching this who maybe is in a similar situation as you were a couple months back and they might have these this kind of questions of like, well, how would this work or what would this look like in a successful capacity, right? What would you say are kind of some of those strategies you've implemented or things that you try to do or remember to make sure that it stays that way? I think just open, honest communication is the biggest one. Like every time we reach some sort of hurdle or someone's feeling something, we'll bring it to the throuple and we'll all kind of talk about it together because these things come up all the time. Like this relationship hasn't been like all like peaches and cream. Like there was lots of stuff in the beginning that we had to talk through and figure out. There's lots of feelings of jealousy and we just brought it to each other and told each other how we were feeling and made a plan going forward. Like one example of that is me and Jika obviously have an anniversary we celebrate when we first yeah. got together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that in itself is exclusionary mm -hmm. because Derek is, wasn't a part of that getting together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was something that he kind of felt uncomfortable about okay. because we had the anniversary coming up like pretty early on into when we established the throuple. So he kind of brought it to our attention that he had some feelings about it that he felt kind of left out about this anniversary happening. And we were both honest in saying that, well, this anniversary is also special to us and we still need to respect this long-term relationship and do something about it. Yeah, so we okay. ended up kind of finding this like happy middle where Derek, it was actually really cute. He like offered to like chauffeur us around for the evening, like take Aww. us to dinner. He put on his little like suit with his little bow tie. And he like took us to dinner and then took us to the movie. And then at the end of the night, we all kind of got together, the three of us, so we could celebrate the new relationship that we all have. So I think it's just talking about it and like finding that middle ground so everybody can be happy. You mentioned that Derek had the equal like desire to want to get married as well. Have you thought about like in the future, like could we all like marry each other? Like how does that 
work. This is something I thought about a lot because I had a timeline in mind for what me and Zika's life was going to be. Yeah. We were going to, you know, get married at a certain timeline and we we're going to have kids and we we're going to like buy a house and all this stuff was going to happen. And one of the things I went through a lot when we established we're going to be a throuple is what's my timeline now? Like, what's that all going to look like? Mm -hmm. I don't see me, me and Zika getting married and Derek staying as our boyfriend. I would rather push it back. Can you marry two people in Canada? No. So you can't. Okay. So that, that's also another answer is that oh. no, no, we can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> But we would go wow. for something probably more symbolic, okay. like a celebration of the three of us being together forever. So would, would none of you like have a legal like marriage then? I've read that some people like two will marry like for financial benefits. Um, yeah, taxes. Yeah, like such. taxes, stuff like that. But no, three people can't get married in Canada. I like the idea of like having a wedding and having a celebration mm -hmm. of my love. So I still probably go through all that without the actual legal process. Yeah. Yeah. But I would do it all, all three of us one day. Don't mean to push backwards, but mm -hmm. uh, you're saying like essentially because you and Chica have such a long history that you essentially can have kind of built up to the point where, I mean, y'all have been together a long time. Like it's marriage would literally be something that's that's forefront. But because you've now kind of like altered the chemistry of this relationship, Derek is technically a lot newer in that. You want to like almost build out the history of all three of you before you then kind of, so you've kind of like moved back in those plans is, is what you're saying. Yeah, okay. that, that's exactly right. And honestly, I was totally fine with that because me and Chica have been together four or six years, mm -hmm. but we're also in our mid twenties. Like yeah. I wasn't necessarily in a rush to get married. I probably still would have waited until I was like 30 or something to get married anyway. Mm. So it wasn't, it's not really altering my timeline that much. You had kind of shared an example with, you know, the anniversary celebration about how you've had to come up with ways for everyone to still be involved and equal. I think another thing, and this is something that we got some questions on from our followers is how do you keep it equal? Like, how do you make it so like you're not spending too much time with one person or you aren't closer with one person than the other? Like, how do you maintain that triangle <laughs> between the three and keep it equal? Yeah. So I would say the triangle is not rigid. It's <laughs> a triangle that can flow. Okay. <laughs> I can't do that with my hands. <laughs> On, you know, the foundation, we are three equal people in a relationship, but things ebb and flow. Like some days I might be feeling closer to Zika. Some days I might be feeling closer to Derek and some days the two of them might be feeling closer and there's different things that like we connect on like mm -hmm. me and Jika are really silly together mm -hmm. Jika and Derek like really like sports they like to go and do like CrossFit and soccer and stuff like that I don't want to be around sports at all if they want to go to sports that's great I, I, I don't need okay. to do that he, he has someone to do that with that's great yeah okay um, so yeah it just ebbs and flows and I think because we all trust each other I'm totally fine with them going and doing something the two of them how did you build that trust over time and definitely didn't feel that right in the beginning. Like okay. when this all started, one of the things I think all of us were freaking out about is, is this going to become that two people run off? Mm -hmm. That's I, how could okay. you not think that? Mm -hmm. I think that's me, almost I, the elephant in the room in that situation. And totally. like the worry that at least I would have if I was in your shoes. Yeah. Like, well, what if, what if Jika and, and Derek, what if they fall in love and then I'm just by myself and then I had spent six years for nothing? Like, you know, like, <laughs> no. that's, but that's yeah. like the anxiety in the back of your head. Like, is there key steps that you did to build that trust or to ease those anxieties that you or another member of the relationship was having? Yeah. I mean, I definitely felt that in the beginning. I don't know how anybody like wouldn't to some degree, but because I trusted Jika so much, we had already built up this trust. We'd also like been open for a bit. So I'd kind of like learned to deal with like that jealousy of like him being with someone else and instead like learn to be like happy for him and that he's going and doing something fun. Was there like a key moment that you felt like a barrier that was in your brain that it was like lifted, like where you kind of felt like, oh, I can like trust. I can like, I know that it's going to be okay. Yeah. I mean, I was really worried about like the unconventionalism of it a lot in the beginning. And early on, I actually like went to my mom and talked to her about it. Mm -hmm. 
and just kind of explained to her the whole situation. I explained to her that I was so worried about it being unconventional, about like somebody running off and like all these different worries that I had. And I just didn't know what my life was going to look like right now, but that I knew that this relationship was really, really healthy, that I was the happiest I'd ever been, that like we were all just making each other so happy and there didn't seem to be any reason not to do this other than it being unconventional. And she very much like pushed me to like keep doing it. She was like, I know you and I can see that this is a good thing for you and I think you should keep going along with it. Oh, this, and like this the one. validation from my mom, that was yeah. a big moment where I was like, okay, if mom says it's okay. I want to meet her low key. Yeah. She that's seems pretty, like, she's like an icon. Honestly. Icon, queen. Yeah. Yeah. She is, yeah. she actually is. <laughs> Thinking on my, my own background, like this definitely not something that I come from. So I think that, um, that's a real treasure, like that you have that ability to, you know, talk about that and get that kind of feedback from her. I, I think a lot of audience members wouldn't have that opportunity. I think a lot of our guests, Pratt's guests also yeah. wouldn't be able to talk with their family about these yeah. kinds of, forget, they wouldn't even be able to talk about the gay part. Forget about the like, gay throuple part. So I, I know. you know what, I, let's, let's talk about that privilege. Cause this is definitely something that I think like is, is very unique. Are you aware of that? Like, do you really understand like how healthy that is for your life? Oh, I am extremely grateful for my mom and having her in my life. And I feel like the experience actually of like doing TikTok has widened my gratitude of that even more because okay. I've seen like how rare that is. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing to be able to talk to my mom about these sorts of things and to feel that type of acceptance. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I would be able to like go out on a limb and, you know, do these sorts of unconventional things if I didn't have a mom that told me it was okay. It's definitely a big part of why I feel like I feel free to adventure in these ways. Speaking of, of, of telling people about Threpple, I can imagine both online and maybe in person, there's been some maybe awkward situations where people are like, oh, like, what's that? Like, they, they've never known anyone who's been in a Threpple before you told them how did that go like what was that like telling people I mean I see all the comments online I know a lot of people judge it or they say it's not gonna work or whatnot and honestly like the comments don't upset me because I would have thought the exact same thing yeah. if I saw this two years ago like I was I haven't always been the person who was like going to be in a throuple it's unconventional it's different I had like a very linear path for my life of like being with my partner like I had accepted I was gay but that just, it wasn't the plan. So like when I see those comments, I, I get it, but it kind of just makes me want to post more and yeah. share more about it because this is really healthy for me and mm -hmm. it's been really good for me. And the only thing bad about it is that it's different. And that's not actually even bad. It just seems bad when you don't understand it. Yeah. So like, I really like sharing about it online because I've had so many other people who are in polyamorous relationships or throuples or whatnot message me online and thank me for sharing about this type of relationship because there's just no representation for it. Yeah. And I'm not here to tell everyone, go be in a throuple. I don't actually think it's for everyone. Like it takes a lot of hard communication and like being really vulnerable with your partners to mm -hmm. establish this type of relationship, but it can be healthy and it is healthy for me. When you think about yourself, maybe two years ago, maybe this is when you're in high school and you were still kind of trying to figure everything out. Is there a piece of advice that you would give him? Oh my God. It feels like that question they ask on Drag Race. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what would you tell little Jimmy? Mitch loves doing that I'd probably just say like, don't be afraid to explore the parts of yourself that you've pushed down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't limit the opportunities. Like don't suppress it just because it feels uncomfortable. Embrace it. Yeah. 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 Just don't be, don't be afraid to be yourself and to explore those parts of yourself that might be a little bit different than mm -hmm. the people around you. That's great advice. Well, thank you so much, Adam, for being here today. Um, do you want to give everyone your socials so they can check you out? Yeah, just look up that Adam L guy on TikTok or Instagram. And you guys can follow us on Instagram at UnpackTHT and on TikTok at UnpackThatPod. And we'll see you guys 
here every other Thursday. Bye, everyone. Bye.